You're listening to Saturday AM Daily, your destination for the latest news on anime, manga, video games, superhero movies, and of course, all things Saturday AM. We hope that this geek podcast will provide you with all the sort of news that you love with a fresh perspective. I'm your host, Frederick L. Jones, the founder and publisher of Saturday AM, the world's most diverse shonen manga anthology. And in this episode, our third, we'll be discussing a number of things happening around the beginning of March, such as upcoming issues of Saturday AM and Saturday PM, our Wizard World Tour breakdown of our very first event, which will be in Cleveland this weekend from March 2nd through the 4th. News on our video game, Webcomic Rumble, which is slated to appear later this year. An interview with one of our new creators, Jay Odin, one of the web's most popular artists. And some details on March Art Madness, which is our third annual event dedicated to the ultimate fan art competition. Find out who the finalists are for this field of 64 amazing artists from around the world in this episode. Of course, we'll start with the latest news regarding superhero comics and superhero movies that are happening right now. So thank you for tuning in and let's get started. Today's date is March 1st. And now let's explore the news affecting the comic book and film industries. Black Panther continues its mighty roar throughout record books and history books regarding the superhero franchise. As of today, the film has become the 17th domestic release in only 13 days. That places it beyond franchise titles like Lion King, Hunger Games, Counting Fire, in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. If it continues at its current trajectory, it will actually surpass most of Marvel's top films, placing it in the top three of all times. Projections currently have Black Panther potentially finishing out its run at nearly $2 billion. This is an extraordinary feat for Ryan Coogler, Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, and the host of very proud, strong, and amazing black actresses like Lupita Nyong'o, Denai Garai, and of course, Letitia Wright, who arguably is the breakout star of this culturally significant movie. As an African-American, it is amazing to see the love and appreciation for this film, for this concept, and of course, for just the culture. And a big hats off to Marvel for continuing to promote the film with appearances of the cast on major shows like Good Morning America, as well as taking some of the proceeds and donating them to causes for young people. Let's hope that Marvel continues this slam dunk procedure with Black Panther as it leads into the next film that we all can't wait for, Avengers Infinity War, which opens in early May. And frankly, folks, it's got me even more excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp, which continues to look like an exciting new entry in Marvel's growing cinematic dominance. Now, that being said, Marvel, of course, has not fared as well on the comic book side, which ironically is what started all of this. And news continues to break of new, quote unquote, fresh start 
titles that will be relaunching the Marvel Universe. Now, there continues to be discussion as to whether or not this is a continuation of Marvel continuity as we know it, or if this will actually be a reboot from the ground up, something that Marvel has always, frankly, in a very cocky and arrogant way, versus DC claim that, they're, that they never had to do. Sales have dictated that Marvel needs to continue to try things, and so they're rolling out fresh creative teams, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Black Panther author and Atlantic scribe and MacArthur fellow Ta-Nehisi Coates is slated to write the new Captain America. Will that be all that Marvel has to do? Well, they've announced several other um, new creative teams, including the Mighty Thor, which returns uh, Thor Odin's son, of course, the male Thor figure, uh, to the Mighty Thor comic. And uh, we're announcing a new Hulk comic called The Immortal Hulk, which I have to admit looks really cool and has a really great setup to it regarding the Hulk's inability to die because it seemingly is invincible. And even if Bruce Banner meets a tragic fate, the Hulk still can emerge. This is an idea that's been toyed with and played with in side comments and overall conceptual ideas throughout Marvel's history with the character. There's a famous scene in the Marvel Avengers film where Bruce Banner, who's been uh, away from society, is approached by Black Widow, played by Scarlett Johansson, and he discusses the idea that he tried to kill himself by committing suicide with a gun in his mouth and that the pain just unleashed the Hulk, who then just spit the bullet out. Uh, it's a throwaway line. Many people don't actually remember it, but it is there in the film if you go back and rewatch it. And it does hint at the idea, which appears to be explored in this upcoming comic run, that the Hulk is invincible. So can Marvel's fresh start really take off and become something significant for fans around the world? We hope. Uh, the Marvel Comics line, of course, is a story franchise. DC has been doing amazing work with Doomsday Clock and the DC Metal Comics. So we hope that with DC's approach to coming back to the root of storytelling and offering new ideas, uh, that uh, Marvel will be inspired to continue to push and move their characters forward with some fresh ideas. That being said, always the canard about diversity and whether or not diversity is at fault for Marvel's uh, dip in sales. And of course, we at Saturday AM don't believe that for a second. The data doesn't support that, by the way. And it appears to be more so a gripe from people who are just anti-diversity. The reality will come down to good stories being told with interesting characters, regardless of who's there, as we see with the fantastic support of Black Panther, which outstripped all of Marvel's previous superheroes. So we'll see what the new Fresh Start line uh, ends up being. We're certainly hoping that it's going to be a fantastic line. Uh, it's going to be edited uh, or is being spearheaded by editor C.B. Savolsky. And many new creators we're hearing about rumors are coming back to the fold for Marvel, including Jonathan Hickman. And of course, there's the rumored return of Fantastic Four as an ongoing Marvel comic. We shall see what comes of this, but we are excited as we are all fantastic superhero fans. And so now shifting gears from Marvel, we move to their arch rivals, DC, and their troubled DC Cinematic Universe. Now there has been quite a bit of news on the front of that, a lot of rumor, some things uh, you know, pointing to continued issues regarding Zack Snyder's failed attempt to create a rival to Marvel. Uh, but what we can say is that some of the news coming out is really got us excited. Now, 
Uh, one of the negative pieces was that the Aquaman trailer has been pushed back. It was supposed to debut soon. It's been pushed back a little ways. Uh, we don't know what the impact of this version of Aquaman added to the very underperforming uh, Justice League film will do for this movie. But we are still interested to see what comes of director James Wan's take on the character, considering his pedigree as a fantastic, crowd-pleasing uh, director. We'll see if whether or not this movie can live up to what we hope will be a resurgence of the DCEU. That said, there's been leaked footage of Zachary Levi, short of the film of the TV show Chuck, who is going to be playing the lead character in the Shazam movie. Now, if you don't know Shazam, that's the character who's a kid, but he says, Shazam! And he transforms into a superhero clad in a red outfit with a white cape. In fact, he was a rival to Superman in the 30s in terms of sheer sales and is one of comics' most all-time revered superheroes. Can this film work? Of course it can. This is literally the old 1980s movie Big, just done with superheroes. This should be a mega hit if done correctly, but this is DCE you were talking about, which has struggled, so we'll see if they can pull this off. The, the uniform is a little different. If you see the leaked uh, photos, which are out on the web, it's a little different. It's not the normal fitted over leathery sort of look that many superhero movies have today. It's a harken back to the old school superhero outfits uh, that you would see on screen, but still looks pretty good. And we hope that this will be a successful film. Last but not least, Wonder Woman 2. Now this is the big news because this is really exciting. Wonder Woman has a horrible villain, rogues gallery, but she does have one of the best villains in that rogues gallery of all superhero comics. And that is the Cheetah. And rumors are that Kristen Wiig, short of Saturday Night Live and Bridesmaids, the movie, will be starring as the Cheetah. Now, these are still casting rumors, but this is absolutely excellent and could be a real shot in the arm for DC, as it is one of DC's only real successes in this realm. The idea that you can go to Kristen Wiig with special effects and pull off a complicated, action-packed, sexy, funny character like the Cheetah is extraordinary. If you've never seen Wig in her performance in a movie called The Skeleton Twins, check that out. It is awesome. It's funny. It's tragic. It's sad. Really, really good actress. This is awesome casting news. And wrapping up this news segment, we're going to talk about two games that should appeal to you. One, of course, you'll probably already know about. <laughs> it's probably going to be on all sorts of resources that uh, you've got outside of Saturday M Daily. But of course, we'd be remiss to not talk about it and provide our perspective. And that, the first one is Overwatch. Overwatch has just unveiled their 27th main character, uh, which is uh, a new character named Brigitte Lindhorn. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it correctly, but she is a Swedish character, and she's a support character in this uh, game setup. Now, if you don't know Overwatch, this is a extremely popular video game franchise by the huge multi-billion dollar company called Blizzard, uh, who makes other gigantic video games you may have heard of, like Warcraft. And uh, Overwatch has really taken off. It is uh, a first-person shooter. And I think the thing for me that I find fascinating, I am not an Overwatch player, uh, but, what I, but I do have a real love for the aesthetics of it. And it, it just strikes me, and if I've said this before to people, they kind of look at me like I'm crazy, but this strikes me as, as if they just literally said, let's make Street Fighter, but if it was a first-person shooter game. And I say that because aesthetically, they've just clearly gone for a very refined Capcom era, Bingus and Aki Man style 
you know, character design. The characters are really unique. They're colorful. Uh, and they really are the stars of what I'm sure is this otherwise a first-person shooter game. I know I'm ignorant. I don't play it. But damn it, that's what it looks to me like. It's just a normal first-person shooter game, but with some really cool characters put on top of it, which is not the norm for first-person shooters, right? Most first-person shooters are just, just you know, some gray, you know, dingy-colored, you know, character carrying some semi-realistic-looking thing or some pseudo-steampunk uh, or sci-fi-looking gear. And they just run around shooting each other. This has added personality and character to it, which was always Street Fighter's MO versus, again, other series like Mortal Kombat, which had to rely on the fatalities. So it's interesting. I, I, I hopefully one day we'll play it, but uh, I'm just glad to see that they continue to expand it and the series continues to be big. In news that probably affects our fans, there's another game that I want to talk about, which is called Death Note L versus Kira. And this is a. Uh, not quite a board game, but this is kind of like one of those board slash uh, conceptual games. Uh, it's published by IDW Games, and it's a really smart use of this uh, very, you know, kind of old school game uh, system. Uh, it's basically, you know, you get a death note, you get a detective handbook, and you basically have to try to guess the clues as to who is Kira. And then conversely, Kira has to try to guess the clues as to who is L. And uh, seems really interesting. Like, I'm, I, I don't play these types of games either, but this one really has me intrigued to want to check it out. It's from IDW Games, and it will release in June. I believe the package for everything is going to be $29.99, so check it out. So, folks, it is 2.40 in the morning, and I am just hours away from catching a second flight. My first flight got canceled to go to Wizard World Cleveland. Now, we've got uh, some other people who are traveling there separately. Uh, one is actually on a train. And uh, and I'm worried because uh, for these folks, because, uh, you know, it's going to be inclement weather, uh, it's inclement weather right now in those areas. Several flights have been canceled. Power's out. It's a bomb cyclone. But we've made a commitment to Wizard World. They've been great to work with thus far. Uh, we want to be there to meet our fans in the Cleveland area. And of course, we've got a lot of money wrapped up in this. And I care about my people's safety. I want them to, to get there, have fun and be able to get home safely. So uh, so even though I don't necessarily want to go. I like LeBron. I like Cleveland, but you know, I don't want to go. But uh, but I'm 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 getting ready to do all of that. But in the midst of this, uh, something happened tonight that I've got to talk about real quickly in a segment. That's going to be a segment that we have in these episodes going forward called Knowledge Bombs. Now I used to do these on Instagram, and people really liked them. But it's basically where I drop a Freddyism on you, and kind of give you some knowledge from being someone who's accomplished some things uh, at 44 years old some knowledge that I can share. And in this case, it's all about maturity. Now, the young generation who are fans of Saturday AM and fans of a lot of social media accounts, uh, maturity is a weird thing for them because they've grown up in an area with the internet fully formed, meaning that they didn't, they weren't like me. They didn't, uh, you know, if, they, if you missed something when I was growing up on TV, you had to wait until it came on again. Or when TiVo came, then you can maybe rewind it. Or you go to work or go to school the next day and talk about it. But that was what you had to do. If you, someone ticked you off you know, in the media or a congressman, you had to sit down and write a note and then get their address and then send it to them with the stamp and the whole nine. It was a process. Nowadays, the Internet has made everything instant. And there are so many great things that come from that, including Saturday a.m., but there's a lot of negative things that come from that, such as arrogant young people who don't know when to check their arrogance. I call that maturity and the lack of maturity. To be clear, I don't care how you behave. I'm not talking about how you behave. You can act like a jackass for all I care. But I do care in terms of how you look at the world and the expectations you place on others 
for your lack of understanding maturity. Maturity means that things take time. Care about uh, that pretty girl, a pretty guy that you hope to have a relationship with? That takes time, folks. It's not going to happen just because you think it will. Like a company like Saturday AM, like this one idiot that we checked that, that uh, kind of uh, threw a curveball to us tonight. Then uh, if you like us and you want to work with us one day, well, then you don't get angry when we don't respond to you in two seconds or in two minutes or in two hours. We've got other things going on. Our job is not responding to every artist who thinks they can work with Saturday AM. Our job is producing a magazine, which is what inspired you to like us in the first place. And in this case, this weekend, is in caring for the people who are going to the show. Maturity, folks, you got to have it. You got to learn it. All right, folks, I'm glad to get that knowledge bomb off my chest. Maturity is important, folks. Maturity is important. But let's now talk about Wizard World because, yes, that idiotic kid uh, who, who uh, I had to make the knowledge bomb about is not going to stop us, folks. We are going to Wizard World. We are so proud to be at Wizard World uh, because we've got some exciting things planned, but mostly because we love to meet our fans. This 2018 is going to be a big year for us, and so we are so proud that Wizard World has sponsored and partnered with us to come to several of their shows and to make our brand of anime manga available to so many of their consumers. We are so excited about this. And so we're going to be there uh, tonight, March 2nd, running until March 4th, and we've got events stacked the entire weekend. So let's start by talking about those events. Now, the first event, and that's probably going to be the thing that we talk about the most right now, is March Art Madness. That is going to happen tonight. It is in the Society Lounge, which is not at the convention center. This is a separate location. Uh, it's 2063 East 4th Street in Cleveland, Ohio. And, folks, this starts after the convention. So Wizard World opens up today at 4 o'clock. You can come by our booth, uh, booth number 599, and check us out. Afterwards, go to Society Lounge. Get something to eat first, of course, but then go to Society Lounge. If you're old enough, go there, get a drink, hang out. The March Art Bass event for this is going to be so awesome. I just I can't wait for this thing to happen. Now, let's first of all talk about what it's not. It is not March Art Madness, a la what we're about to launch, which later in this episode, where we talk about the event that is the global third annual Ultimate Fan Art Competition. This is not that. This is an exclusive edition for Wizard World, where we will work with Wizard World to put together an event that merges Pictuary, remember that old game, Pictuary, you have to draw the picture, you have to guess what it is. It merges, you know, basic, uh, you know, bar trivia sort of stuff and just the overall mechanics of, of drink and draw events and puts it all together for a very collaborative yet competitive event that only Saturday AM can do because it's only the sort of thing that March Art Madness pulls off well. This is going to be a really fun event, folks. I'm telling you, if you're in Cleveland, even if you're not going to Wizard World, you owe it to yourself that you come check that event out. It's at Society Lounge tonight from 9.30 to 11.30 p.m., and you are going to have fun. Absolutely, you're going to have fun. But if you go through the tournament, if you go through the little tournament we have tonight, you very well may win some cash. You may win a few little small, very small prizes because we ain't got that type of money. But you'll definitely win some cash. This event is sponsored by Comic Draw, the ultimate app for creating comics on the iPad. You can create it, draw it, sketch it, ink it, color it, and then distribute it. Now, after the awesomeness that is March Art Madness tonight, you're going to go home, you're going to get some sleep, shake it off, you've been drinking, and then you're going to come back to Wizard World because we've got a full day Saturday of events 
plan for you. Now, number one, again, at our booth, you can come to our booth, booth number 599, and you can meet the creators. We have the creator of Soul Beat. We have the creator of Clocks Record. We have the creator of Paradise Down. You can come meet us. You can talk about Saturday AM. You can hopefully subscribe to our magazine. We've got exclusive prints for sale. We've got exclusive books for sale. We've got trading cards, bookmarks. We've got everything. Come check it out at the show. But we also have panels starting at the very first one is at 11 a.m. on Saturday, March the 3rd. We have the manga and comic submission. You can submit your manga and comic to us. And yes, yes, it's something that we may look at and say we'd love to publish that. But it also is something we can look at and give you real feedback, real critique. We're not the big companies that, you know, you send your thing to and you never hear from them. We want to empower you to create great stuff. So, yeah, come by, show us your stuff, and we'll tell you what you can do with it, whether it's with us or with someone else. We're going to give you some great feedback. That is in room 21. Again, it begins at 11 a.m., manga and comic submission. In fact, we'll do that again on Sunday at 11.30 a.m. until 12.30 p.m. in the same room, room 21. But back to Saturday. After that event for the manga comic submissions on Saturday, March the 3rd, we will do diversity in manga. Now, this is a panel we've done several times. It's always a great panel. But I want to stop real quickly and say that if you are one of those people who are anti-diversity, first of all, you shouldn't be. But if you are, let's be clear about something. This is not a panel talking about how you know black people are great, Asian people are great, yada, yada. This is a panel talking about bringing your voice to comics and manga and why we need to hear your voice. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what you look like. But it's about bringing your voice and what that means for the growth of the medium. So we're going to talk about the medium. We're going to talk about how to get your voice out there, how to market yourself how to distribute yourself, how to get your ideas out there, what can make your ideas more successful, and that's what the Diversity Manga Panel is all about. Come check that out. It begins at 12.30 on Saturdays, and it's in room 24. And then last but not least, Saturday at 3 o'clock, we have the Manga Live event. This is in the creative stage at the show, and this is a really fun event, folks. If you're an artist and you want actual tips and tricks uh, be able to do things that can help your artwork look better and stronger. They're going to do this event. Sponsored by Comic Draw, the, the, again, the makers of the Ultimate Comics Creation app on iPad. But this event will feature our two artists showing you tips and tricks on drawing hands and, and drawing backgrounds and drawing uh, character designs. You're going to love this event. You're going to love coming to see us at Comic uh, at Wizard World. Check it out this weekend. So, again, folks, we can't wait to see you at Wizard World this weekend. We are so excited about that event. Uh, there's still time to buy tickets. Go to www.wizardworld.com. Go to the Cleveland section, and when you get ready to buy tickets, enter in Saturday AM, all one word, and you will save 20% off of the purchase of your tickets. You can't beat that. It locks you in. We know you're coming, and then that way we'll be more empowered to do more events with Wizard World. Uh, because we know that we can bring amazing fans like you to great conventions like this. And by the way, folks, Wizard World is there's some big name people going there. It's going to be, uh, again, assuming the snow doesn't prevent some people, because I know that Jason Momoa, the Aquaman himself, was supposed to come, and he, he got caught up in the snowstorm in Europe. But uh, Ezra Miller, the Flash, uh, the, the character he played from from uh, uh, from the, the new uh, Harry Potter movies, he's going to be there. Uh, the kid who plays Bruce Wayne on Gotham, as well as his butler, Alfred, are going are gonna to be there. Uh, I think Ray Fisher, Cyborg, is going to be there. Uh, uh, Billy Piper from the original... Uh, first kind of rerun of Doctor Who in the first season where David Tennant was Doctor Who is going to be back. So 
is going to be there. So it's going to be really awesome, folks. You got some amazing celebrities. You've got a fantastic city in Cleveland. You got Saturday AM and all of our cool shit. Folks, come to this event. It's go to www.wizardworld.com. Go to Cleveland and get your tickets. Do it for the kids. Anyways, go check it out, folks. You're going to have a ball. I know it's freezing out there. It's actually not that cold. It's like 30-some degrees, so it's actually not that bad. I've seen freezing. It's not It's not nearly that bad, but I guess they did get hit with some slush and all that crap. So anyway, enough of that stuff. Let's talk about what you really want to hear about, which is March Art Madness, our global art competition dedicated to fan art. Only one of its kind, third annual. Sponsored by big name players in the in the comic book community. This is it. March Art Madness, folks. This is it. It is on. So we had registrations open up around mid-February or early February, actually. And we received quite a few entries. And so what we're going to do is now read to you the finalists for this edition of March Art Madness. Now, I know there are gonna be people who say, oh crap, why wasn't it me? And I just wanna be very clear, it's not a personal thing. In fact, it's very personal, we don't know any of these people. But what we did is first and foremost, look at people who filled out everything correctly. We then looked at people who had enough artwork for us to evaluate their talent. Even if they weren't the best artists in the world, at least they, we didn't have enough stuff we could look at. Okay, folks, so what we're going to do now is uh, it'll probably be, uh, you know, probably take a little bit of time. So please bear with us because, you know, there's a lot of names. We're going to read through 64 of the finalists who will actually be in the tournament. Uh, and um, what I want to say before we get started is, uh, first of all, uh, this wasn't hard to do, uh, but it also wasn't easy. It's never easy to 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 tell people that, that you, you know, they can't do something that they want to do. Um, and that's not what we're about. We're about empowerment, but we are a small company. And so we decided to set it at 64. It just makes it easier, uh, for mathematical reasons. Plus we think we can manage the 64 a lot easier. Uh, so we had a lot more people than that apply, but we ultimately just chose 64. Um, and even of that, we called the list down to even more to 64. So, you know, tried to pull it from there. Um, look, at the end of the day, there were some very talented people who didn't get in. And I think, uh, so there'll be people who inevitably, and we, as I said earlier with the knowledge bomb, there's a lot of arrogant young people out there. And I have no doubt we're going to see some people who will slag Saturday AM and slag very wrongfully, I might add, some of the artists who did get in because they'll look at them and think, oh, I can draw rings around that person, blah, 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 blah. But that's not the point. I mean, I can say without question at this point that most of the people who did not get in to this tournament did not get in specifically because they didn't follow the rules. They either did not upload the logo as we requested many times. Uh, we did several live chats. We talked about this that were recorded and still were available on Instagram or Facebook. We posted about it on Twitter several times. And, uh, and, and then we sent an email out to every, everybody who had applied. We sent an email to, uh, and we still just were stunned that there were some really talented artists who did not put the logo on their profile page or, they put it on their profile page too late. And, you know, again, when we talked about it as frequently as we did, there's no excuse for the idea of like, oh, I didn't see the email until too late. Well, we talked about it several times prior to that. Uh, so you should have had days to fix it, uh, weeks in some cases, and people didn't. So, again, it's unfortunate, um, you know, but I, I hope that, again, I hope maturity 
takes hold of, of some of the people who did not get in and they behave uh, in a professional manner because that, trust me, people are watching. So that being said, uh, let's talk now about the people who got in. And, and obviously we're going to take breaks when we have to. Uh, but here are the list of 64, starting with uh, Jeff Duval, uh, whose uh, username is Frey Official on Instagram. Uh, Huzaifa, whose uh, Instagram name is Zayf Illustrations. Kiara Reddy, whose Instagram name is Moki Monk. Burak Sahin, whose Instagram name is Black Hawk I Iyert. Uh, CJ Okinwa, who does not have a uh, Instagram name. Okay, so then we have Longelini Vimba. Um, El Vimbart is his uh, name on uh, social media. Terry Vincent Jr. TG Vincent on Instagram. Asif Intesar, whose uh, Instagram is turtle dot of dot Canada. Uh, Mike Spring, whose uh, Instagram is Mikey Art Book. Uh, Damani Edmondson, whose uh, uh, Instagram is Zake five one one two. Shaswat Kakar, whose Instagram is datboykunai420. Mark Moore, whose Instagram is marksthespot. Josephine Bianca Gonzalez, whose uh, Instagram is safinedraws. Olivia Lynn, whose Instagram is the Galaxy Collective. Tamia Saunders, whose Instagram is Tamia underscore Ari. Rowan Lemus, whose Instagram is nowar2999. Saeed Williams, whose Instagram is dr4wnup. Gary Lytle, whose Instagram is at Gary Lytle. Kashan Henry, whose Instagram is all that is chaotic. Caitlin Kelly, whose Instagram is katatune.art. Martin Patino, whose Instagram is Tins Artwork. Amber Valdez Council, whose uh, Instagram is Anbar or Ambar, sorry, Ambar Naruto Freck One. Orpheus Gennitis, whose Instagram is at Gennitis. Kalani Corbett, whose Instagram is Shizomi underscore Kuhn seven four six seven. David Allen, whose Instagram is at 329 Studios. Kareem Donmore, whose Instagram is Shadow Nuff Said. Dorian, whose Instagram is 929DA underscore. Jamari Lawson, whose Instagram is Nerd Prom Comics Official. Mohammed Samsime, whose Instagram is at art.samsime. Kiani Pinkney, whose Instagram is the starving underscore artist. Rosalind Lamar, whose Instagram is Sephotic Art. Jalen Tate Lucas, whose Instagram is J underscore T underscore Lucas. James Dawson, whose, under, whose uh, Instagram is Nico T Fish. Montez Jones, whose Instagram is Cartoon J2015. Jasmine, whose Instagram is Jimmy X Fade. Continuing on the March Art Madness finalists, we have um, Jonathan Yuen, whose Instagram is Mr. John Yuen. 
Richard Milhouse, whose Instagram is at art first. Alex Valente, whose Instagram is Oreo Kid. Adosa Amoroyi, whose Instagram is Edo Arts. Royaner, whose Instagram is Tom Selleck 12. Neboza Dinsik, whose Instagram is LZAC. Kartik Sansate, whose Instagram is Sensu underscore manga. Jose L. Rodriguez, whose Instagram is JR Vega Art. Troy Seymour Mullen, whose Instagram is t.l.mullen. Eduardo Alcantara, who has a DeviantArt page. He didn't have an Instagram. Uh, it's called Shoto Hid uh, at DeviantArt.com. Malcolm, whose Insta- Instagram is bhazuo2. Nicholas Clark, whose Instagram is Nicholas Gray. German Leon, whose Instagram is RudeBoy87. Delvon, whose Instagram is Delstar07. Bailey Boutel, who does not have an Instagram, but he does have a Facebook page under Curlene, spelled with a K. And folks, the last uh, individuals to join us on this year's March Art Madness Ultimate Fan Art Tournament will be Blaine Plintel, whose Instagram is White Hair Artist. Tim Johnson, whose Instagram is Tim Zero Chi. Jibs Aviola, whose uh, Instagram is Akotsky underscore Jibzy. Carlos Ong Lara, whose Instagram is Ong S underscore Art. Um, Donatella Mazella, whose Instagram is Donna Draws. Anthony Ketajwa Ikabdiba, whose Instagram is Ketu the Artist. William Collier, whose Instagram is Lord.Hikaru.Arts. Alexis Perez, whose Instagram is Prez underscore one two eight, Charles Williams, whose Instagram is CD Izzle eighty one, Christopher E Domingo, whose Instagram is iChris dot zero 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 one, Jacqueline, whose Instagram is at Junior S Sketcher zero one, Clay Barnes, whose Instagram is Clay Barnes XI, Elijah Alexander, whose Instagram is Maximilian underscore Art. And Mark Poinson, whose Instagram is at Mark Poinson. So, again, these are the round of 64 artists. Uh, again, we chose them not based on any preconceived notion other than did they get their artwork in on time? Did they follow all the rules? And if, if anything, when we when we uh, calibrated everything towards the end, because obviously there were many people who did that, then the question became, did they have a lot of fan art? Did they try to, to do fan art? Were they trying to do different perspectives? Did they have a unique take on some of the fan art that they did? Was there, was there an element of creativity to it? And those were really the key things. There were a lot of people who were in this final bracket uh, who did everything right, but then their artwork just, you know, even if their artwork was possibly better than some artists, their artwork just didn't have anything to it. Like they weren't doing anything that was fan art oriented or it was the same image over and over again. Uh, you know, just like the same image, this time with color, this time with a little bit more inking, this time with a different background. And so ultimately, we had to just make choices uh, predicated on people who, you know, want to be in the tournament, who've shown an aptitude to want to draw characters, 
that are not their own. And, uh, and we think that we've got a pretty good list. I think it's going to be an exciting tournament this year. And, uh, and so that's it. So now we will be posting all this information on our website. We'll be posting additional parts of this information in the next issue of Saturday, which is issue number 82. And, of course, we'll be announcing the brackets and who is going up against two and what the very first theme is by the end of this weekend. All right, folks, and uh, now to um, put a uh, finale on this episode, we wanted to leave you with uh, some insights about Saturday and Mission number 82, which we hope will come out this weekend. Again, uh, the young man who uh, decided to be upset because we didn't respond to him immediately, uh, notwithstanding. Uh, obviously, we've got to try to get this convention out of the way, but we hope to get issue 82 of Saturday AM out by Monday. Uh, this coming week, if not by this weekend, then conversely, we hope to get Saturday p.m. issue number two out sometime next week. So uh, we're working on both of those as we speak. But the, the highlight of issue 82 is that it will contain the debut uh, into the magazine regularly of Jay Odin. Uh, Jay Odin is one of those artists that is simply amazing in the world of web comics because he is someone who is so adept at his skill level. You know, there's nothing about him that feels amateurish. He feels completely 100% solid, very much like white manga and some of our creators. Jay is just one of these guys who just, he's an artist artist. You, you see his stuff and you're like, man, this is just so accomplished. It's so confident. It's so good. And his signature creation, Hammer, has been running on some of the other websites. And we're going to be representing it within Saturday AM, beginning with issue 82. And then we'll be exclusively the home of it. Uh, starting at that point, moving into Volume 2, which will have not appeared anywhere, which will debut sometime in the summer. Uh, you may have seen Jay Odin's work with Saturday and when he produced a custom comic for us called Dragon Tooth, which I really liked. A lot of you guys really liked it. So if you weren't familiar with him, you can check that out. It's within issue 78 of Saturday AM, and it's a really, really amazing uh, concept of a series. But we will be publishing his Hammer. And uh, again, this super talented artist is just all the things for 2018 of where we want to go with Saturday. And we want to tell confident stories. We want to work with creators who understand professionalism and focus and dedication, uh, who are supportive of the brand and what we stand for. And all of those attributes uh, can be described uh, in one word, and that is Jay Odin. So without further ado, here is his interview. And I hope that you will continue to support Jay's work in issue 82 of Saturday AM and going forward. We have several other artists that will be debuting the rest of the year, but for now, the floor is with the first artist in this group, and that is Mr. Jay Odin. What is Hammer about? Uh, Hammer follows an abandoned 14-year-old named Stud, who through his curious nature stumbles across a book his father wrote about his mother. Uh, Stud makes a wish to get sucked into that book, and now after a few wishing coins grant his wish, he finds himself on an epic quest to find his parents. Uh, in Volume 1, Stud Hammer and the Ocean Kingdom Detective, Stud winds up in the Ocean Kingdom where the ocean citizens are having their own crisis involving shark terrorists and shocking news about their king. Now, Detective Dan and Stud team up to bring aid to the Ocean Police Department while trying to take down their number one culprit, a hammerhead shark named Steel. Uh, I think anybody that's going to read this series is going to love it, um, especially if you like Shonen Manga. Um, it, I've, I've added pretty much everything that I loved about Shonen Manga into this series, so I think uh, if you just give it a shot, you'll love it. It's, it's cartoony and action-packed, but I think you'll love it. <laughs> My inspirations. Um, well, I've been drawing 
ever since I was six years old, uh, I remember watching a show called Doug, uh, and the main character, Doug Funny, um, he drew his own comics. Uh, Quail Man, I think, was uh, his number one series, and uh, I wanted to do something like that, so I started drawing, and it wasn't just me, it was actually me and my brother, and, um, you know, I was, you know, copying him, because, uh, you know, I was a copycat <laughs> as a kid, but, uh, you know, I would draw, he would draw, you know, we would have, like, the small rivalry going on, but uh, it wasn't until I was nine years old that I seriously wanted to pursue comics, uh, you know, I remember, like I said, me and my brother, we were walking into my dad's apartment, and we saw on Cartoon Network an episode of Dragon Ball Z, and uh, it just changed my life. So <laughs> ever since then, I've been hooked. And uh, now I would say Aitra Oda, Bruce Tim, um, Ryan Otley, Treadmore, and my uh, mentor, Rashad Doucette. Uh, all of these artists, uh, I've incorporated them into my style. And I think those are my inspirations. Oh, uh, what is the hardest thing to do in making a career in comics? Um, accepting that it's difficult to make a living off of comic book work. <laughs> uh, working at DC or Marvel, which is probably the best case scenario, will only allow you to have maybe thirty or forty thousand dollars a year if you have consistent work. And like I said, that's the best case scenario. Um, you know, let's say you have uh, even a better case scenario is if you have your own series that comes out and you know it explodes and you know becomes. Uh, uh, a series that everybody wants to read but I mean you know the thing that you need to know is that that doesn't happen overnight and you know no matter how hard you work sometimes it never happens so it's just it's honestly about working and doing what you love to do I mean I don't do this because I know that I'm gonna get a paycheck at the end of the month or whatever I do this because I love drawing comics and telling stories and you know if you're really serious about making comics for a living then that's what you need to know you need to love drawing comics because we're not in it for the money so yeah what tools do I use in creating comics and where do I like to draw? Um, for a few years now, I've been drawing comics digitally, but uh, I love drawing and working traditionally on smaller projects like my speed drawing videos on my YouTube channel. Um, something about getting your hands dirty is just satisfying. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I love drawing on my desk. Uh, you know, well, not on my desk, but you know, I love drawing. Uh, while sitting at my desk, um, you know, if I draw anything digitally, usually like I do, uh, I draw it on my laptop or on my um, my desktop, uh, which is a lot bigger, a bigger screen to look at. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I honestly, I don't know what to say. Uh, it's just, you know, digital work is so much easier to, you know, to work with because you can erase a lot easier. You don't have to have all the supplies when, when it comes into drawing traditionally. I don't need a scanner right now. My scanner is actually broken. So, I mean, you know, it, it kind of sucks. So, you know, it's just digital work is, in my opinion, a little bit better. So I work digitally. Yeah. <laughs> What plans are in store for Hammer? Um, well, Hammer is now part of Saturday AM. The way One Piece and Dragon Ball were pillars to Shonen Jump is what I see Hammer eventually being for Saturday AM. So, uh, you know, hopefully that will be the case. <laughs> but Volume 1 will run from issue 82 to 87. and uh, But afterwards, I'll be working on Volume 2 and the second exciting arc in Hammer. So, uh, without spoiling anything, let me just say that it's going to be wild, <laughs> and I can't wait until everybody gets a chance to read it. Um, it's going to be it's gonna be coming out around the summertime. Uh, I think that's also when Volume 1 is also going to be coming out as well. So, definitely keep an eye out for everything that's going to be popping off. Uh, you can follow me on YouTube uh, or any of the social medias that I usually put in any of my pictures, at uh, Odin. But, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really excited. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. I really want to compete with all of my other fellow artists on Saturday AM. So I think it's going to be awesome to just do that. So, uh, yeah, look forward for Hammer.
And folks, that's a wrap for Saturday AM Daily, episode number three. Again, I'm your host, Frederick L. Jones, the founder and publisher of Saturday AM, the world's most diverse shonen manga anthology. And I want to truly thank you for taking time out to listen to this podcast. As I indicated before, and I very much so meant it about the knowledge bomb uh, regarding the young man who uh, really embarrassed himself with us earlier. Folks, maturity is the name of the game. You got to learn to appreciate it. You got to learn to to uh, embrace it, and uh, and that means that you're going to go through life sometimes waiting, and that's okay. Because when you're waiting, as long as you're experiencing life, you're still growing. Things are still happening, and this podcast is a great example of that. You know, we've got tons of things to do. This podcast does not come out every day, as you guys know by now, but uh, but we're working very hard to do the stuff that we have to do for our company. And the fact that we take any time doing this podcast is because we care about the brand. We care about our staff and our creators and our fans. And we know that this podcast is a measure of our ability to sustain both of those, to give our creators a chance to express themselves, to give our fans a chance to get more from Saturday AM and the brand that they love, and for us to continue to reach new and new consumers who can continue to help us grow to be the company that we hope to be. The podcast is a work in progress. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I got time. We're confident that we'll get there. We're confident we'll make this podcast one of the best listens that you can have there, despite all the different podcasts that are out there that will give you a fresh perspective, not just about comics and anime and manga and superhero movies and video games, but frankly about just the life of being a comic book artist. This is a lonely, lonely profession. Creativity is a lonely lonely profession. It's just you in your head trying to get ideas out there for people who probably wouldn't even experience the content until sometime later. And all things affect how much they appreciate the content, right? Things happen in the world. If you do something that involves a gun-toting hero, and then we got this craziness going on with uh, frustrated and, 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 uh, and, and uh, uh, immature young men, people who don't respect maturity, lashing out, uh, with weapons of war and, and, and destroying and causing destruction all over the place, when that's what we deal with today in, in life, then you know the, the, the benefits of maturity. And so if we can provide a sense of balance, being able to offer new perspectives on what it's like to simply exist as a comic artist today, the trials, the tribulations, the successes, the failures, the, uh, the struggles, then this is what this podcast we hopefully ultimately will be. And so, again, we thank you for taking the ride with us. We will be with the podcast this weekend at Wizard World. We're going to be recording a lot of stuff there. So stay tuned for episode four. Take care.